0: It's Heads and Tails. Hey. You know, we're the only good podcast on the Brewing Network. I'm <laughs> to say that right now.
1: There are other podcasts on this channel?
0: Nobody really knows that for sure. I'm basically... the only one I listen to. <laughs> That's right. Every time I come in here, I have my, my memory wiped. <laughs> and so only leaving the, the very bright and wonderful and aromatic and, dare I say, fun, fun. memories of this show, oh. Heads and Tails Podcast. So fun. On the Brewing Network.
2: That's
1: right.
0: We have a good sh- show, but there, there sick of burning, burning, <laughs> burning, you,
1: Your memory's being wiped as I speak. That's
0: true. I'm speaking uh, Finnish now? I don't know what I'm doing. Oh. Uh, we have a good show for you today. We have Malcolm Leibin. Leibin? Leibin? Yeah.
3: Otherwise,
0: good. Otherwise? All right. Malcolm we'll, just Malcolm. we'll call you Malcolm. If you don't care, uh, I don't care have either. you met Tim? <laughs> From uh, Heretic Distillery. Now... Fans of the Brewing Network and craft beer in general probably familiar with Heretic Brewing Company in Fairfield. Our good friend Jamal Zana Chef, thank you, Warren, uh, is uh, that's his you know brewery. Longtime homebrewer, longtime fan of the show, longtime friend of the show. Of course, does Brew Strong and Bring the Style and all those other weird shows whenever he feels like it. The Jamal Show, yeah, the Jamal Show. But apparently, uh, he's launched a distillery. And it's open. It's finally like open for business. They've been talking about it for a couple right. of years, I think. Oh, ye- many years. Uh, back and forth. But uh, anyway, it's officially open. And Malcolm, you are the distiller of Heretic Distillery, yes? Yes, I am. Oh, my gosh. How did, you, uh, how did you talk Jamil into entrusting you with something like that?
2: Oh, well, the way he tells it, I was the only one who applied
0: for the job. Ah, that sounds like a Jamil. <laughs> but, but it's A we... classic
1: way to build your employees
2: up. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah well, like confidence.
0: Still... well, I don't know. We have, uh, let me look, uh, zero people in front of you applying for this. But uh, well, I'll have to get back to you at a later date. Yeah. Right.
2: Yeah, that's pretty much how it went. After now, about two hours hanging out in the distillery with him, he's like, yeah, well, we'll see about it.
0: <laughs> yeah, Jamil can't commit to anything. Like, he doesn't want to really no. commit to it, and then and then I feel like when he's made up his mind, he won't tell you until you don't do it. He likes to
1: sleep on it and then wake up the next day and and deal with another decision.
2: <laughs> yeah, and then ask why he didn't do that thing he decided and didn't tell you about.
0: Right, right. That's what I'm saying. That's just that you know I, I haven't worked with Jamil, but uh, I've known him for a very long time, and I just feel like because uh, I feel like that's how I would be. I like mm-hmm. that's how I want to be. I just don't want to communicate. I don't want you to read my mind.
1: You could be that way.
0: Read my goddamn mind, Warren.
1: Well, we had Malcolm. I wanted to get Malcolm on the show that way. Jamel would be forced to listen to this show.
0: <laughs> Is he going to listen to it?
1: I don't know. Oh, Probably. Okay.
0: All right. Maybe. Well, uh, I'll redact all of my comments <laughs> about him and uh, fill them in with Jamel's a wonderful man,
1: as we were, have been saying since the beginning of the
0: show. <laughs> That's right. So we're going to talk to Malcolm here uh, about Heretic uh, Distillery, and we have some samples to to. Well, sample to taste to, uh, you know, nay, get wasted on. Yeah, there's a lot here. And then drive to Jamil's house and thank him <laughs> very much.
1: <laughs> there's a lot here for a brand new distillery.
0: What do we have?
2: Um, so we have uh, two flavored vodkas, uh, three different gins, and uh, one uh, barrel sample of a whiskey that we're aging currently.
0: Two flavored vodkas, three barrel-aged gins. No, just the one barrel-aged gin. One barrel-aged gin. Why did I make up three? I don't know. No,
2: you're hopeful. There, there are three of. gins. All one right. of them is barrel-aged. Got it. All right. Check back in a couple of years. We'll have three of them.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah? Yeah. Why the uh, um, so much vodka, so much flavored vodka? Is that just kind of market dictation, or is that something you guys wanted to play around with in the uh, in the distillery?
2: Well, it's definitely a good way to just jump into it as a new distillery and get some product on the shelf. Uh, so that's one of the main reasons we did it. Um, otherwise, you know, it's a fairly simple product to put together, and we think it's uh, tasting really great, too, at this time. So, you know, made a lot of sense to do it in a lot of ways.
0: Awesome. How did you get your start in um, distilling? Is this your first real gig or what? Uh, uh... Yeah,
2: yeah, this is my first uh, pro-brewing or distilling job. Uh, I was oh, a really? brew for many years. Um, I've been brewing since uh, I was very young. And then, uh, (laughs) okay. And then I got a good job at uh, More Beer for a few years uh, running their showrooms and everything. So, yeah. yeah. You know, knee deep in brewing, you know, six batches a month or something. I got a little bored, so I started uh, researching into distilling.
0: Okay, totaling oh. 200 gallons a year, of course, because oh, that's yes. the law. Yeah, yeah, And well, we exactly. don't break the law on this show, yeah. nor no. do we encourage people to break the law. Yeah. Never. Except a rolling stop. I feel like that should be allowed. If there's no yeah. one around, you should be able to roll stop.
1: And turn signals are a suggestion, I think.
0: Yeah, I'd, yeah. I'd go. I'd give you that one. I
1: mean, you get one flash, maybe. Yeah.
0: yeah. Otherwise, don't break the law oh, no. on this show, Malcolm. How uh, the dare you do that?
2: The law is important to
0: protect people. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Even people you don't know. Right. Okay, so you're working at Moorbeer, which is, you know, of course, everybody knows the best Humber shop in the entire universe for everything you need. Absolutely everything home. you need, Warren. Don't screw up my frigging sorry, tagline. Sorry. <laughs> so you're working at Moorbeer. How do you meet, how do you hook up with Jamil? How do you how do you get started in an industry that you don't really have any professional? Because if, if it were me starting a distillery, I would have a hard time hiring somebody who's never distilled uh professionally before oh
2: yeah i mean i think we all already went over that none of us know what jamil's ever thinking so
0: <laughs> you know that
2: kind of helps a little bit that's true um
0: that's true yeah
2: right. um but no i uh, showed up for the interview and you know brought a little bit of a portfolio uh that he could test and uh taste after he showed me some of the barrels so i guess he was you know impressed enough uh with what i'd done before
0: um Okay. Yeah. Your home brewing side and all that kind of stuff. Stuff yeah. you do at home.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was uh, pretty successful in home brewing, you know, cause I read Jamil's books, of course. Right. Um, in, which is
0: a great thing to go to an interview. Like If you're going to an interview conducted by a man who's written books and you haven't read the books, you're never going to get the oh, job. Yeah.
2: yeah, and I listened to his podcast for a couple of days ahead of time, too. And, there we go. Uh, he had a guest named uh, Chris or something. Yeah. He asked him literally, why did I hire you?
0: Uh, <laughs> so, uh, is that yeah. Chris Kennedy? Yeah,
2: I guess so. Yeah, I don't remember. <laughs> uh, yeah. Why
0: did I hire you? <laughs> that sounds very much uh, accurate. Yeah, it it's a great accurate. thing to
2: take notes about, too.
0: Yeah, right. Great. Well, that's true. You get a real... A, a really good window into a personality of your future boss that way but you know what i that's kind of what makes jamil successful i think in a lot of ways like he does take chances on people who don't have a whole lot of experience and uh and here we are we have a we have a distillery now yeah
2: yeah exactly and i think it helps too that uh i didn't have any you know prior framework for how things are supposed to be done so he could Mm -hmm. just you know mold me and shape me from there
0: right
3: Um, right
2: but he did sort of just drop me into it and say hey everything's in place just make some stuff
0: uh, so, Just play around and kind of yeah. cut your teeth and learn about this process. Yeah, exactly.
2: Right. Uh, my first day, they uh, sat me in front of the still, said, Here's the breaker, turn that off if something goes wrong, there's a fire extinguisher, and uh, I'm going to go take my kid to the dentist. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, uh, dude, I, I can just imagine you wide eyed and like uh flop sweat on your forehead. Just like, I don't know what the hell to do here. Yeah. That's cause that That's what I would, I would be almost too nervous to even turn it on. Right. I don't know what to do with that. <laughs> oh.
2: Yeah. Well, you just kind of hope your intuition makes some sense for once. Okay. Uh, yeah. So. Did you read the manual. Yeah, yeah. Okay, there's right, a, there's there one go. owner's manual, and the, yeah. yeah, I read plenty of books while I was just looking into it. Okay. Um, you know, before because after brewing for five years, you know, I was looking for something, you know, extra next step. Yeah, yeah, so, for sure. Yeah, distilling's a natural progression from that.
0: Well, especially now in the, in in just this day and age, there's so many craft cocktail places opening, so many little craft distilleries opening. It's in the. Kind of, what, social zeitgeist, I guess. Uh, that's what people are, are going to be moving to, for sure.
3: Yeah,
2: and uh, we're looking to transition Heretic, you know, more into a beverage company. You know, mm-hmm. more so than just a beer company. So it helps to have the distillery. You know, we're working on some hard seltzers in the background and stuff like that. So
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. Hard seltzer. Wow. Mm-hmm. You're really going for it. And you guys
1: uh, have a big tasting room there, too, right? And so now you just want to be Fairfield's biggest bar?
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'd be a great, uh, great thing
1: to
0: yeah. accomplish. Are you going to do cocktails and stuff in the, in the bar? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're uh, trying to, you know. Okay. We'll
2: see what the state licensing says we're allowed to do. Okay. Uh, just go as far as we can with that. Um, but yeah, we're going to be mixing some drinks in our own tasting room and pretty soon up in the restaurant as well.
0: Nice. I like it. That sounds good. I, I don't get up there too often, but when I do, uh, food's real great. You get up there. I get, oh, I get way up <laughs> there, baby. Don't even worry about me. Well, now it's even more worth the drive. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Okay, let's, um, let's try something. Yeah. Let's try something, and we'll just uh, taste a little bit and talk about it. Warren, hand me the bottle, please, of the first thing we're going to try, because you are the sample boy.
1: Oh, yes. Here you go, master.
0: (laughs) Wow. Uh, All right, uh, Meyer Lemon, which is a lemon-flavored vodka. Tell me a little about this, Malcolm.
2: So this is the first flavored vodka that we kind of conceived. So we use uh, just fresh uh, tree-ripened fruit from a place up in Placer County, um, they deliver the, They pick the fruit in the morning and deliver it to us immediately. We zest it and throw it straight in the batch. Uh, then we just put it through a small sediment filter and bottle it straight from there. So it maintains all the natural oils and aroma and everything from that fresh fruit.
0: Yeah, that aroma is killer. Wow. Right. I, I've smelled, you know, a few, you know, lemon flavored things before. Mm-hmm. But this smells very bright and very um, like real, like zest, like real zest.
1: Yeah, not just the essence of of, right. of lemon. Like it's like you're sitting under the tree.
0: It smells like lemonade. Oh, it smells like a like a overly tart lemonade. Hmm. Bev's in there eating, but she's moving away. She's like huddled in the corner so no one can see her eat. And it's funny, uh, okay. so I pointed it out. Uh, okay. Yeah, this smells now wonderful. She's
1: gonna be more hangry. And so what? Uh, it's a vodka base. How do you make the vodka? Uh,
2: so we start with uh, corn. And we brew and ferment everything on site we don 't buy any neutral spirits from anyone else, so it gives us complete control. so we um ferment the corn ourselves with just California ale yeast because it 's nice and clean um, and we can do just a huge batch of it over in the brewery when they have a tank open um, and then we distill it three times so it 's you know super clean do um you know really careful heads cuts every time okay. just to make sure that it 's you know the smoothest possible,
0: yeah, yeah. when you say you ferment the corn, how do you you treat it just like a batch of beer where you mill it mm-hmm. and then you, you know, soak in hot water yep. and do all the stuff? Yep, exactly, okay. yeah. All right.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, pretty simple, you know, with the beer background, you know, I just kind of take that stuff for granted most of the time.
0: Yeah. No, uh, yeah, it's, it's uh, it you know, it is very simple, but uh, I, I still don't even know, and I've been okay. brewing probably longer than you've been alive, so uh, I'm real stupid that way. <laughs> and old. And I'm, yeah, and, and very old, for sure. Yeah, that's, that's pretty good stuff, man. I got to say it's it it is almost like um like you just have a a wedge of of lemon in a vodka shot, right? right? Like yeah. it it is it is the perfect fusion of both of those things and it's even a little tart. Mm-hmm. I think there's a little acidity there. Am I am I imagining that?
2: Um, no, no, it's definitely in there mm. like a little bit. It's a lot of the association just in your brain with that lemon flavor and everywhere you've had it before.
0: Um, is that what that is? I'm just yeah. I'm looking for it just kind a, of mentally, subconsciously, a bit, but there is okay. a
2: lot of lemon oil packed in there because we don't redistill it or anything like that. That all stays in suspension uh, and mixed up in there. So, um, of course, there's no sediment in the bottle crystal clear, but you keep all of that aroma and all that flavor in there. And, um, you know, we added a little bit of sugar to it just to take off some of the edge from the alcohol, but it's way drier than most flavored vodkas. So it's strong strong enough to stand out in a cocktail, but, you know, clean enough to just sip on its own.
0: But it's pH balance for me. Oh, yeah. Mm.
2: Why Meyer lemon
1: versus the grocery store lemon that you can get off the shelf?
2: Um, Yeah, so we did a bunch of different tests with different lemons and all kinds of different fruit and stuff like that. So the Meyer lemon is a blend of, or a genetic blend of just grocery store lemons, Eureka lemons, and oranges. So it has a lot more depth to it. Um, hmm. you know it has that I did orange, not know that. Yeah, it has just that little bit of orange flavor in there so it makes it seem like oh yes, this is a lemon but there's more to it. So there's more complexity in from the Meyer than we got from any of the other uh, varieties we tried.
0: Um, what you calling grocery store lemon? Is that <laughs> yeah. is that like a like a just a yeah. common name for every other lemon or I is, don't know, it, is, is it a specific varietal, like, you know, that does better in a grocery store.
1: I mean, it's just, I was just referring to it as the unspecified okay. breed of lemon.
0: Why, so, yeah, yeah, why why you get breed specific on <laughs> yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah. yeah, what does
2: Meyer bring to the table? Yeah, The sign just says lemon at the grocery store, so... Yeah, you yeah, don't know yeah, what the yeah. hell it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's a
0: fucking lemon, man. <laughs>
2: it's yeah. a yellow apple. Yeah,
0: that's what the sign should say. Lemon, and then in parentheses, <laughs> get off my back about it.
2: <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, just buy it already.
0: Two for 50 cents. Mm.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, and uh, we put that one in a vodka, too, oh. and it just, you know, it's exactly what you'd expect from a candy lemon. It's like
0: one-dimensional yeah. and kind of blah. Exactly, yeah. yeah. It
2: smells like a, you know, a lemon head or a Starburst or something like that, so.
0: Yeah, um, no, this is really good. I, I, I really appreciate the the dynamics of this. Mm-hmm. The smell, the flavors there, that's really good. What would you put this in, uh, cocktail-wise, Warren? Uh, a little, I, I a would, seltzer or something?
1: Yeah, I mean, do a vodka Collins. Yeah, just add some soda water. Yeah, maybe maybe a little bit of sugar to make it kind of more Tom Collinsy. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's already got the lemon and and
2: the alcohol.
0: Damn, dude, you're so saving yeah. time over there, Malcolm. Summer that's drinks. what you're doing. Oh, you guys yeah. are saving time. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate exactly. it. You
2: just put in an ice cube and you're done.
0: <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, well, I mean, there's also that too. I really like it. Good job. Yeah, um, that's yeah. good stuff.
2: And uh, lately, I've been putting a little dose of it into uh, some lager beers too. Uh, specifically, the uh, Heretic Hellas is really good with just a dash of this stuff in it. Wow,
0: you just want to uh, get hammered. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, I noticed yeah. that. I, so I have... Actually, it's funny you mentioned that because I'm drinking a, a, a Hef right now that's very estery. Okay. It's too much, to be honest with you. But whatever. I'm drinking it because whatever. It's here. Um, and I, I had a, a sip of it after I've had a couple little samples of this Meyer lemon vodka. And it went really, really well together. Almost like oh. a... What do they call it? A Radler? Is that oh. a beer and lemonade okay. mix? Okay.
1: Is it lemon or orange? I don't know. I don't know. I uh, think
0: I think lemon is a rattler, and then you can do it with orange. But okay. I don't know.
3: Yeah, or grapefruit too is another. Yeah,
0: yeah, another yeah. I think it's just any citrus. I yeah, don't know, okay. but it it kind of went really well together. And if I didn't have to drive later on, I would probably just dump my sample <laughs> into my friggin' half and call it good, dude.
1: That two hundred mil bottle into your beer. Well, just yeah, the, the whole bottle. Right? Yeah, <laughs>
0: actually, I mean, you know, <laughs> why fool around?
1: Then we could just rattle down the road.
0: So we have a bunch of clear spirits in front of us, but the next one is not clear. It is dark. Or at least a uh, a nice amber color. What's in here? Uh,
2: this is our chocolate hazelnut vodka. Uh, so because we're adding mm-hmm. on to the brewery, we needed some synergy there. Uh, mm-hmm. So we have a CHP. Uh, it's a chocolate hazelnut porter that's super popular. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. we decided to go for the same flavor profile, but in a vodka. Um, it's Jeez. the same base, uh, same base as the other vodkas. It doesn't use our CHP uh, porter as the base for this one. But uh, overall, the same flavoring process that we use for the porter.
0: Okay. All right. Wow, that is wow. <laughs> a huge cocoa, man. Yeah, I don't know that I get hazelnut, or, or maybe it's the the flavors or the, the the aromas in a different you know medium that are kind of throwing me off a little bit. Mm-hmm.
1: I think I get a dry chocolate aroma, and then there yeah. is like a sweetness that I think is a little nutty. Okay, so I think the hazelnuts just kind of lurking yeah. in the aroma.
0: Yeah, I, yeah, I guess, the, yeah, right. the nutty, it's it's interesting in these uh, Glencairn glasses, Glencairn, 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 Glencairn. yeah, uh, wherever, I, if I put my nose on the kind of, on the side, yeah. I don't really get the nutty, but if I go right in the middle, mm-hmm. I get, I get nutty.
1: Yeah, that's why you always go for the middle. That's
0: true, it's crazy.
1: Yeah, where, where, uh, your glass geometry and where you smell uh, really affects what you pick up
0: well i wouldn't think so with these glasses because they're very narrow at the top
1: yeah how it's well but it's it's focusing so it's better than a wide mouth like a martini glass right 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 but yeah it still does matter uh in a a stronger proof spirit uh i believe that more of the alcohol vapors hang out at the top so you'll get more
2: heat if you if you smell the top compared to
1: the bottom okay
2: the other trick is to do sort of a drive-by and just sort of wave it under your nose Mm-hmm. Um, yeah and that way you can get more of the rich aromas without getting any burn
0: yeah it definitely focuses that rich cocoa so how do you guys flavor this with not only chocolate but hazelnut mm-hmm.
2: so uh Jamil did tons of research when he was home brewing and pro brewing uh for the perfect hazelnut extract mm-hmm. and flavoring so he finally found it after i don't know how many years he says he tried um so that's what they use in the brewery so to keep it just on the same level as that i just borrowed some of theirs um yeah, just a little bit of that goes into a whole batch, and a little bit goes a long way. Turns out the way you get the good hazelnut extract is steal it from a brewery. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's great. They're right next door. I mean, right. yeah, we call it synergy in the corporate yeah. world. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: but uh, a cop would call it stealing, called yeah. thievery. Oh, yeah. Right. So you get the uh, the hazelnut, but what about the, the chocolate? Is it an extract as well?
2: Uh, that's a powder, so it's just okay. sort of ground-up nibs pretty much okay Um, so yeah it infuses super quick and easy Um, yeah and then
0: uh, you put it in a in like a stainless container after it's after it's distilled or how do you how do you how do you uh infuse that
2: um so we just uh uh, infuse it all in plastic drums uh, okay that's the main thing so hdp is non-reactive with the alcohol so that's the perfect place to age things especially if you do want some oxygen transfer um for the vodkas since we make them so fresh Really, this chocolate hazelnut I put together in about three or four hours. Oh, wow. Um, so, okay. Yeah, we um, just infuse it right in the drum, stir it in, then uh, go through about 10 filters on the way out. Okay.
0: Because
1: yeah,
2: it's <laughs> right. yeah, so damn fine. Because yeah, it's clear. It's just it's a brown-amber
0: color. <laughs> yeah. 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 And so yeah. that's all it takes is just three or four hours to pull out all that cocoa? Oh, yeah. That's a huge amount of cocoa on that nose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. It all
2: strips things pretty fast, uh, turns out
0: liver cells <laughs> <laughs> memories <laughs>
2: yeah right
0: that smell i mean you, you yeah. guys got that aroma on lock man this this is this is really good
1: yeah you just you dump this in some baileys oh yeah and may- and maybe a little uh, Kahlua. or no Kahlua, that's what i was thinking of yeah Put this in some Kahlua. There you go. Yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah. your morning coffee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And afternoon coffee. God mm-hmm. bless. And yeah. coffee. You'll definitely need all that coffee. <laughs> yeah. You're drinking this all day. That's right. good
0: stuff, man. Yeah.
2: go. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we're uh, really big fans of it. I've been uh, putting this in Shallow Grave to try to recreate that chocolate hazelnut porter. Uh, <laughs> it's pretty close. Hey,
0: how's it work? Is it getting there? Oh,
2: it works a lot faster than Shallow Grave, that's for sure.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I can't imagine. I couldn't imagine doing that.
2: So is
1: that a part of your job, just putting this in beers and then just trying them? Oh, totally. For science? Yeah. Yeah,
2: Yeah. that's absolutely the best part of the job.
1: Right. Um,
0: Do you live next door to the brewery, or I feel like that's also very dangerous.
2: (laughs) Oh, you can get a lot of Uber credits and stuff like that by uh, inviting people to the app.
0: Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) knows all the tricks, man. Oh, (laughs)
2: yeah.
0: All right. I love it. Well, I'll tell you what, man. We're going to take a really quick quick break. I don't know why I said it all weird like that. Apparently, I'm not speaking properly lately. That's right here. Let's take a quick break. We're going to come back. We're going to be uh, finishing up. Well, not finishing up. We're going to have more uh, spirits with Malcolm from Heretic Distillery. Is it Heretic Distillery or Uh, distilling?
2: Well, yeah, definitely the first and the third thing. But not the second. Yeah. Uh, For a while, we were just Heretic Brewing, and the government got kind of confused by that.
0: I could see I can see the government getting confused by that. Absolutely. Alright everybody, hang tight. This is Heads and Tails with Heretic Distillery. We'll be right back. Thanks for hanging on, everybody. By the way, if you, if you didn't know, that's me snapping in the background. What? Yeah, on the uh, the intro or the whatever. It's me snapping. I'm, I'm a snapper. That's wow. Talent. Yeah, I'm pretty good at it, right? Thank you very much, Malcolm. I mean,
3: we,
1: we could do another
0: take. <laughs> we could, but you can't improve on perfection. Well, let's try. That was a one-take... Uh, Wonder? Yeah. Call me one-take Petros, dude. See, I think something's <laughs> weird with this microphone, because I haven't touched my volume at all, uh-huh. And then here, look! Look at this! Look at this spike. So this is oh, this yeah. is the waveform right. of the whole entire show. Yeah. And then suddenly we come back from break, and it's up here.
1: Well, did you adjust a slight any faders at all?
0: I told no. I literally just said I haven't touched a single damn thing. Right. Yeah. Have you, I have. Have you turned up in here? Because I'm, I don't have my headphones on. I just have them playing loudly. Yeah. And you're like distorted. You're so loud now. That's so weird, dude. I don't, I don't understand. So, I mean, talking
1: about waveforms is great for podcasting.
0: Yeah, you know what, dude? Everyone gets it. Everyone understands. Hey, this is
1: behind the curtain. You guys are getting that's right. Real talk here.
0: You're getting real talk. That's all we do here, Warren. We do real talk. And speaking of uh, talking about real stuff, Pico Brew. You can go to PicoBrew.com right now if you uh, like to homebrew and you don't have the room or the time to do it, or if you know somebody who wants to homebrew, but you don't have the room or the time for it. Or the skill. Or the skill. Well, wait a minute. Uh, You still have to design recipes. But you know what? Hey, PicoBrew.com, And they have a, a little countertop unit for everybody for every level of home brewing you can create your own recipes and make them on your uh on your your pico uh, Z or if you just want to homebrew and you don't really want to muck around with figuring out your recipes and your grain because I've always said home brewing is, is as complicated as you want it to be. It can be super easy or it can be very, very ultra intense when you're talking about water chemistry and stuff like that. But Pika Brew have made it even easier so you can just order other people's recipes and it, it's a little pack. And you put it in there, bam, you're brewing beer, you have fresh beer at home. And they also have a still for hop oils or, 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 or water. distilled water only. Mm. Uh, Unless you don't live in the U.S., in which case, make all the alcohol you want.
1: Uh, (laughs) Australian listeners.
0: Yeah, that's right. Uh, Anyway, so go to picobrew.com. That's uh, picobrew.com. They're good folks. They're making some good machines. And uh, I have my Pico still, and I'm waiting for my Pico C with which to run it. To make um, water, to make yes, to make water and a hop extract. Mm-hmm. The uh, fermented cane juice I have is literally just a drink. Right, I'm just going to drink it by my like straight, poured over ice or something like that. Maybe add a little rum into it, but that will not see the inside of a still. There's you no should, way.
1: You should try using that to extract the hop flavor
0: for Ooh. your extract. I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll, I'll dry hop the fermented sugar cane juice. Yes, and then I'll try to extract the hops from it. Right. That's smart. Yeah. You're smart. Maybe even you wait to add a, the
1: hops until after you distill it.
0: Man, you should have been and a lawyer, Warren. <laughs> you're pretty good at that. Yeah. Uh,
1: good thing you, they're paying for this ad. <laughs> <laughs> did I no, tell you my middle name's Esquire? I you think did that not. Makes me a
0: lawyer? No, you did not, Saul. Uh, but anyway, check them out, PicoBrew.com. They're good people. Yes. Support the show. All right, Malcolm. You're still here. I appreciate that. Okay. <laughs> what do we have next?
2: Uh, next, we're getting into the gins.
0: Gins, wow. all right,
2: baby. So first up is our easy drinking gin. This one focuses on the citrus. It's got two different kinds of lemon and also a caracara cara oranges in there. Um, and we make this differently from the uh, flavor vodkas where we actually distill it with all the uh, infused parts in there.
0: Um, oh, okay, so you don't you don't infuse it afterwards. you infuse it b- before it goes into the still?
2: Oh yeah, pretty classic way for gins. So we uh, load up the still with neutral spirits and then we throw in. Um, You know, whatever uh, ingredient we want to distill that day, we distill every botanical separately and then blend everything back after the fact. Uh, that gives us total control depending on you know what batch the fruit's doing that day so
0: you'll have a batch of with a with the orange you'll run a batch with the lemon you'll run a batch with whatever else you do yeah and then you can balance it out that way that's pretty cool is that standard or is that just something you guys do just Um, because you're weird
2: it's definitely something that's been talked about by different people and it's a great way to start out because i'd started this job never making a gin jamil had never made a gin before either yeah uh, so we didn't exactly know where to start um we tried a few all-in-one batches like in a basket or just you know direct maceration and stuff like that and, yeah you know we never got it perfect so we started to take a step back and do everything separately and you know it came out with some good products that way
0: okay do you have any leftover and then if so what do you do with it like um, if you have an orange you know heavy gin what do you do with that
2: oh yeah we have uh, plenty of stuff left over all the time and you know okay. we just make another thing with it Okay. Yeah, I guess gonna, roll it
0: over into the next iteration.
2: Yeah, exactly. Okay. just blend it down and the ratios are always going to be different even doing it this way, so you still always have to tinker and, you know, change things, but it is more consistent than trying to throw everything on the pot and hope it's all leveled out.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I, I yeah, is that a function you think of just of just starting out uh or, you know, as you as you understand the process and 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 your equipment which is i imagine is a learning curve in and of itself that you'll be able to go okay we need this much orange peel this much this this much this in the column and then we can do it all moving forward
2: yeah i think that is totally a fair way to go for it you know eventually i think a lot of the big guys are doing it on such a big scale Mm -hmm. that variation in certain ingredients doesn't really play that much of a role Mm -hmm. um and then also you can you know on a bigger scale you can blend different batches together so if you have you know four different batches you can sort of average them out Uh, And even then you might have one that's just off the charts and you can only put in a small amount of that into your blend and, you know, you have to blend even more batches down after that. So Hmm. um, yeah, probably at some point, you know, we'll be able to, or, you know, just get crunched for time and run out of inventory (laughs) right? (laughs) where you have to throw something together overnight. (laughs) Um, But yeah, for right now it's uh, given us a lot of control and uh, what I really want to do is come out with like a gin of the month. So every month I can put out just a small batch, new gin, you know, something to get people into the tasting room. Yeah. Yeah. I think it'd be cool. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah!
1: And so you mentioned this is uh, from Neutral Spirit. Is that the vodka, or are you just doing something else for the base?
2: Um, so our uh, neighbors over at Heretic Brewing. Uh, <laughs> oh, I've heard off. of them. Yeah. Uh, oftentimes they have a lot of IPA mm. uh, that might have gone, uh, you know, a little bit past its prime. Yeah. So especially, uh, they were told the head brewer there to brew as much hazy beer as you possibly can. No, Jesus uh, Christ! Telling him you can't brew too much. Uh, turns out he brewed too much.
0: It's <laughs> uh, so. probably the only brewery in the nation that I that would ever admit that. Oh yeah.
2: Right. Um. Yeah. No. He definitely uh. You know, took those salespeople's words for it. Um. And he showed them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, i love this, it so especially this batch of gin uh, all three of them on the table are made from a hazy ipa oh. um, that we distilled three times
0: to make it neutral
1: finally I, a hazy ipa i can enjoy
0: that's what i was just gonna say <laughs> i can finally get behind this hazy concept yeah as long as it's turned into delicious gin <laughs> right and yeah. i'm not even that big of a gin guy no
1: but it's better than a hazy ipa
0: bev you like gin are you a gin person this is really good you should try some I really appreciate this. Also,
1: that uh, CHV, too, I think. Yeah. I would just chug the bottle.
0: That's true. Uh, someone in the chat, Malcolm, asks uh, where you source the hazelnut extract for the chocolate hazelnut vodka. I mean, I know you source it from Heretic, mm-hmm. but um, but now think about it. If you want, <laughs> I don't know if Jamil would necessarily appreciate that, but... Uh, if you know the source, and you, if you're free to give it away, then go for it. You know, I'm
2: not sure of the exact source where we get ours, but I do know that uh, back in the day, Jamil had a lot of influence over the Moorbeer guys, uh, and I think he uh, told them which hazelnut extract to buy.
0: That um, is correct. I remember beer. that. That's so a matter of
2: fact. I think that one would probably be the closest to what we use these days.
1: That's
0: right. Yeah, go to Moorbeer and buy it. Mm-hmm. Guest 272.
1: Absolutely. Everything you needed to make better beer Great at home. Great beer at home. Great beer at home. Okay. I got You're farther. This I time. spent a
0: lot of time working on that. Don't <laughs> fuck it up. Okay. You
1: got there the, the absolute Yeah. Right.
0: <laughs> I like that. I'm not a straight gin guy, but I, I could drink that. Yeah. Touch mm-hmm. of soda. I'm good to go. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. It's very citrus
0: it's good, right? forward. Yeah. It is very citrus forward for mm-hmm. even being uh, distilled through. Right. Right. Not added after the fact. Yeah. It's still the there. Like the vodka. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah, and we uh developed this blend so that it would be very citrus forward, and the juniper could kind of take a back seat. Uh, we figured a lot of our customers who are walking by are just fans of the brewery they love west coast i p a s and things like that, so this you know has a lot of those similar flavors and even for people who don't drink gin, this one's very approachable,
0: yeah. Do you uh, blow people's minds when they order a hazy beer and you just kind of throw them a sample of the gin and be like, this <laughs> this actually came from that?
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah, one of these days we will. Uh, now that we can serve samples in the taster room sometime soon. Oh, that's
0: right. <laughs> Bev is uh, throwing up gang signs for some reason because yeah. she went out and got a bottle of seltzer water that I know she's going to share with everybody. I thought she was just telling a sideways piece. <laughs> yeah bracket for 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 better oh, right. than greater than or less than that's right i'm Bros. a math, I'm super math head <laughs> yeah. fellas well man this is good stuff so far what do we have next what's the next gin that we have
2: next is the other blend of gin that leans on the drier side so we knew we needed something for the hardcore gin fans so we made something that focuses way more on the juniper and the aroma and the flavor um, and threw in some paradise seed or some extra paradise seed uh, to support those woody and uh, fruity notes from that juniper.
3: Um.
0: Sorry, I'm, I'm totally <laughs> adding in. seltzer water to that last gin. It's really good. Um, yeah. <laughs> God damn. What a time to be alive, man. <laughs> Drinking uh, gin on a podcast. I'm really happy that this is the, a part of the timeline that we're, we're alive for, Malcolm. You know right. what I mean? Of all the different things that could be happening right now, this is what we're experiencing.
3: Yeah.
0: That seltzer just kind of cuts some of that. You know, I know vodka, people think vodka doesn't have a flavor, but we all know it does actually have a flavor. But right. it, it kind of cuts some of that flavor out and I think focuses the botanicals a little bit more. Mm-hmm. It's really good.
1: Yeah. Do you think that there's much of the IPA flavor left in the neutral, in air quotes, uh, I like steering? that.
2: Yeah, the uh, hop flavors are really hard to get out of a spirit. Um, so even like some stuff that we, you know, barreled uh, off of IPAs, you can really taste that grassy oiliness when it's, you know, not distilled to neutral, but even when you get it all the way to neutral, you can still taste a tiny, tiny hint of it, Mm -hmm. which for, you know, just a vodka, it's not clean enough. So it makes a good base for the gin because those little bit of grassy flavors, a little bit of oil, just as a white noise in the background of the gin. Uh, really helps out.
0: Is that what you taste—the the grassiness from the hops? I would imagine. Now, yeah. uh, what about any of the, the esters from fermentation or any other kind of uh, you know characteristic that way?
2: Oh, those will definitely carry through for sure. Um, okay. And yeah, the IPAs are fermented so cold uh, that you hardly get any ester. Okay. Um, All right. So, and especially when they were doing the uh, hazies, they weren't quite using like one of those Vermont IPA yeasts or anything like that. So, yeah. it didn't have any really wild esters to cut out. Um, so, it's still up to 190 proof. You can get out most of them. Um, but all okay. those flavors are really complimentary to the gin flavors.
0: Oh, yeah, uh, for sure. So. so, like if you fermented this he- or distilled this half down, mm. you would carry through oh, yeah. some of that.
2: Yeah, you'd get a lot of banana and a lot of clove coming out from a half. Um, so, yeah, that's. Uh, I can get
0: behind that, to be honest with you.
2: A distilled half?
0: Yeah. Uh. I'm sure I'm not the only person in the world to think of that, but. Uh, until someone else proves me wrong. You but
1: you would want it to be very subtle in your pint glass cuz think of how many pints of hef yeah. go into just your little half ounce of distilled hef. That's, how a, many? Lot of, <clears throat> well, that's a lot of Well, you know what with, with the pico there.
0: still I think it's like 5 liters of of you know whatever. Yeah. And then you I think it's like 200 mils or something. Right. Of just uh, imagine that flavor so getting condensed. Focus that. Right. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta really it. like it. <laughs> Probably really hate it.
2: <laughs>
0: All right, I could see that.
2: Yeah, and you can always, you know, make some choices while you're distilling it too, cut some stuff out, leave some stuff in, um, just collect it in a bunch of different jars or something like that, and you know, yeah. blend them back and see what flavors you like too. Yeah. Because, you, know, you know, even within a single run, like with the lemons and stuff, when we distill those, the flavor changes throughout the whole run so tasting it right off of the still you can taste it go from you know kind of bitter and uh, zesty and spicy all the way through you know really sweet and uh, rich
0: it's not plug and play like brewing no not Mm, quite no
2: there's definitely a a lot that goes into actually running the still you know whereas uh, brewing it's like yeah mash it for you know an hour and then sparge it and then boil it for an hour and then put in your fermenter yeah Uh, so distilling especially on the spirit runs you really have to be there and tasting it throughout interesting you have to you have to <laughs> right. yes it's not yeah. just an excuse to drink liquor all day
0: that's true <laughs> yeah uh okay uh, i apologize i totally interrupted your your description of this next gin but uh, if you wouldn't mind please what's uh, the name of this one
2: uh this is affectionately named gin number 8
0: okay, I okay. <laughs> yeah. so. but i don't understand it's the fourth thing we're tasting so i don't understand right it. and right. the
2: last gin was gin yeah. 6 yeah yeah so we skipped 7 we okay. didn't like 7 enough okay. um i think that's jack daniels right Right. They took it. They took it. We couldn't use that one. Uh, And then, yeah, two through five didn't make the cut either. Um, What do
0: you do with that spirit then?
2: uh, Well, we just blended it in small little batches. Okay. Um, So um, we made 30 initial blends or something like 25 to 30 initial blends uh, and then picked the eight that we thought our boss would like the most um, and then put those in front of him in a blind tasting. Uh, drank all of those through, drank them with tonic water, spent about four hours in the morning with your boss drinking gin. It's kind of fun. <laughs> um, and then we picked out gin six, eight, and one, actually, uh, which I did not bring today because it's you know, more of an all-purpose, all-rounded gin.
0: Okay. Yeah. That's fine, Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the, the what you don't use, you, you blend into other projects, and you use up eventually. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. If You're we, not, like, dumping batches like you would on the beer side or no, whatever. Okay. no. Uh, <laughs> okay. No, yeah. You take those home. Right. Oh, got it, got it, got it. I'm sorry. <laughs> you dump right. them
1: into your mouth later. <laughs> That's
2: right. Yeah. So what is gin number eight? Uh, so gin number eight is focused way more on the juniper. It's a drier spirit overall. So the l- citrus and the you know lemon and orange are still in there uh, just to clear out your palate on the back end. But, yeah, really juniper forward has uh, an extra dose of paradise seed in there, too. So it's got mm. some woodiness and some peppery notes from that. Uh, kind of an uncommon ingredient in beer and cooking for most people. Uh, it does show up on the list of general gin ingredients as well. Um, but the uh, that paradise we found really is like the fulcrum that balances a gin from dry and woody all the way up through uh, sweet and citrusy. Because it has a lot of those same compounds. There's some, uh, it's not citrus,
1: but there's a different kind of fruity ester that's in there that i'm not it's i haven't like a, associated with juniper berries before or anything so maybe it's the paradise seed
0: you know it, it could be it, it it reminds me of and i and it this might sound really ignorant if i'm incorrect but uh it reminds me of like growing up i had juniper bushes out in front of my house and those little seed little i guess they're berries i don't know if those are just the same juniper berries or yeah, they're, they're different
1: like kind of dark yeah, like black-ish. like waxy kind yeah, of things.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what it reminds me. It reminds me of smelling, um, and in some cases, because I was a weird six year old kid, eating juniper bushes. <laughs> <laughs> Just that that kind of like, uh, oh, you know, when you're cutting that explains them, a lot. When you're finally cutting them down. Well, look, I played in them a lot. They were really big, <laughs> yeah. and I remember like burying my GI Joes and my like muscle men. Remember muscle men? Oh yeah, little things, right? Oh, yeah. Or uh, army ants. Remember oh. army ants? Oh, the adventures they had, dude! In the right? Juniper bushes. And I, I. I lost probably $400 worth of my parents' money underneath the juniper bushes because you don't want to go in there and get them because it hurts. You oh, know? yeah. Uh, but you know, eventually They're they get ripped out. There. Yeah, right. And, you know Sometimes you eat the stuff. Anyway, it's a whole thing, Morin. Uh But that's what, that's what it reminds me of. So I absolutely get the flavor of this and, and, and match it up with, with juniper, but okay. kind of in a way that I never have before. Yeah, I don't know that cool. I
1: even know what paradise seed tastes like.
0: On uh, it actually tastes like um, hell you would oh. think it tastes like paradise. Huh. I mean yeah oh. the
1: name makes me think of good things well, it's know. like
0: Iceland Greenland
2: situation oh, that's right okay. yeah but, but yeah you said I it's kind of it, like a
1: peppery yeah yeah flavor, definitely like has like
2: black pepper like eat. where you put on eggs and things mm-hmm. yeah yeah it has a really <laughs> similar to that and uh, just when you eat them it's uh, <laughs> pretty hot that's what <laughs> I
0: use pepper for <laughs> my god you know you're like a friggin space alien trying to be a human <laughs> you <laughs> know boop, bop. yeah I've heard of pepper yeah you put on (laughs) eggs and things am i not correct human boy (laughs) good lord (laughs) you couldn't just stop with you know black pepper you had to go you know for what does put on eggs hey i'm helping myself
2: put it into context (laughs) thank you that's true and
1: the listener there's probably a listener like black pepper
0: Oh, the thing you put on eggs. Oh, got it, things. got it, got yeah.
2: it. Or there's someone who'd never tried that before, and you're revolutionizing <laughs> their Ooh, breakfast. What?
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I think the Paradise Seed maybe uh, kind of carries the juniper back end a little bit more. I think that's what you were probably saying, right? Yeah,
2: yeah, mm. exactly. It's uh, interesting how it acts like that, too. It helps when,
0: accentuate that juniper and give mm-hmm. it a little greener flavor, or gr- mm-hmm. a greener aroma, anyway.
2: There is a
1: smooth transition from the juniper in the beginning to the, the kind of... It's not a strong citrus finish, but just like a well-rounded finish. It's a smooth transition. It's not just like two peaks with a deep valley in the middle.
0: Two peaks in a pod, dude. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm going to take the seltzer water, though, and, and, <laughs> and hit it because... Um,
2: it worked so well last
1: time?
0: Gin and tonic. Yeah, this isn't tonic, though.
2: Right, it's just club soda? Yeah, And okay. yeah, Well, this was the best blend in tonic water, so that's typically what I recommend first for this oh. one. Uh, it would also stand out in a dirty martini. Oh,
0: hell yeah, that. dude. I could see both. Yeah, well, definitely the seltzer works, but... That dirty martini. You want to try this one?
2: Yes, please.
1: Yeah, and,
0: I could uh, definitely see
2: that. Yeah, and what you were saying, Warren, about you know how that paradise seed sort of bridges that gap—that's a lot about what putting a gin recipe together really is—is is all these different ingredients we have really do share most of their compounds in different you know different volumes. So when we put together a recipe or when we think about what we need to add to it, you sort of just fill in the gaps between like how do we get from juniper to lemons, and you know you throw in the coriander seed and the uh, the paradise seed in there to sort of help out and fill in all those gaps between those two
0: yeah are you guys going to do uh, like a whiskey or a rum or anything uh, anything with a little more age on it?
2: Oh, totally. Yeah. We have a rum in the works right now. Oh, yeah? Uh, it's just sitting around. It changes week to week. Uh, so, okay. Good. Yeah, um, good. yeah.
0: Like any good, pr- <laughs> like long-term expensive project should. Oh, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> right? Yeah. Right.
2: Yeah. The boss loves it when I explain that. Okay. Um, but yeah, so it comes off of the still and it, you know, tastes kind of odd, really phenolic and then over time it really changes. Uh, so that's it and we're seeing how that ages. is uh, probably going to brew up a new batch and uh... Blend that one down, too, just, you know, balance out the flavors and get something out there. And eventually Mm -hmm. we're going to barrel age some stuff in French and American oaks, you know, maybe some new bourbon barrels just to try it out. So so the rum
1: is is sitting in a a barrel aging?
2: Uh, No, it's sitting in a plastic drum. Uh, Again, the same, you know, inert plastic and everything, a little bit of oxygen exposure in there. Uh, And so it's just changing on its own.
1: It's not pulling in new flavors
2: no not really nothing from a barrel or anything like that but it's you know the oxygen causes a lot of chemical reactions inside those fresh spirits and why don't
0: you dump in barrels now just to see what happens
2: well we did a pretty small batch of that stuff there so we don't have quite enough to fill a full-size barrel oh, okay and we only use full-size barrels and that's why it's you know taken a few years for us to get our you know, <laughs> yeah, right yeah you know, to get the spirits out but we want to do it the best way possible and the full sure. barrels offer the best flavor uh, okay. the best balance of flavor at least
0: okay mm-hmm. and
2: they did open last week
0: so Last week. Oh yeah. Well, you know what? I'm I'm mad now that <laughs> with the whiskey coming up. No, when, where's the invitation <laughs> to come up? Oh, you, oh I you never didn't got get it. No, I never got oh, one. Hmm. Jamil. I mean, it's not open yet. You should come oh, up uh, tomorrow. They, oh yeah,
1: I could do yeah, that. They might be open tomorrow.
0: Make my kid drive home. Yeah. All right. We're gonna take She's... another break, real fast, everybody. Uh, hang tight, you live listeners out there. You and uh, actually Nate in the chat room uh, says eggs. Of course. I re- finally See, understand. I so told you he gets it. He Well, Maybe. I don't know if he gets much, but uh, he got that. All right, everybody. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. for hanging in there everybody. You're we're so welcome. St- we're still here with Malcolm from Heretic Distillery. We have two more spirits to drink. And then I brought something. What? Oh. Yeah, nothing I made. Not no, because you can't do that. Cuz I can't I do that. Yeah. Uh, you know, just a little rum that I got for a Christmas present and uh, you know, oh. I'm, I'm sitting there waiting for my wife to come home and I'm like, "You know what? I should really bring something cuz I have all this spirit in my house. Mm. but I don't really go through it. I think it'd be cool to kind of talk about it and share a little bit. So if Typically
1: we, when you have a lot of things to drink in your house, you yeah. drink them.
0: Well, I mean, I drink them, but I can only drink so much. Oh, okay. I have that much. And but now that you have a daughter, drink. what's she doing? She's not drinking my spirits, dude. No. I'll tell you that right
1: now. you got to share some.
2: That's true. Well, you know they change if you leave them open. you really got to drink them in the first two or three months.
0: <laughs> two or three hours, really. Yeah. kind of what, <laughs> To be uh, safe. <laughs> yeah. It's just like
2: champagne, you know. You just can't <laughs> put it back in the fridge.
0: No, that uh, does not last two or three months. I can, I can attest to that.
1: You've tried with champagne? Always.
2: Mm. All right, what are these last two spirits here? So next up, we have a gin that's been resting in a tequila barrel for about three months now. Uh, and then the uh, last one is going to be a whiskey made from a blend of porter and stout. Um, that's been aging in a barrel for about six months. Okay, so, so
0: let's hit this gin first, I guess, yeah, right? Most definitely. And what's uh, what's the aromatic profile of this one? Did you forget? Oh, no. he's smelling okay. it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what's happening right <laughs> yeah. now? No, this is like we the broke thir- Malcolm. It's yeah.
2: like the third time I've ever tasted it. So, oh, okay. Yeah, nice. I'm inviting you guys into the process. Okay. Um, yeah, we, yeah, we figured we'd uh, release this one in July or August, so it's well on its way.
0: So it smells I, like hops. It smells hoppy. Hops. Yeah. Huh. I smell hoppy. I smell gin. I smell <laughs> hoppy gin. Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: Do uh, you not smell any tequila?
0: No, I don't. I've
1: also never heard of anything aged in a tequila
2: barrel.
0: Well, what does rested mean? Because you said rested. He was oh, very very no clear aged. to say. Right. Yeah. What does rested even mean? Is it just a way to cheat the system? Or
2: um, No, it's because the government doesn't recognize aged gin in any way, and aged is a very you know particular legal term okay. you know, when it comes to spirits. They have a whole rule book and everything. So. Oh, thank God. <laughs> there aren't enough rules. No, there's not the enough rules with yeah. spirits. No. Yeah, they just gotta make sure you're doing it right. Right. You know, um, so, we can't call it any gin barrel aged or anything like that and uh, typically rested also means you know just a shorter amount of time so age normally is over two years or something like that so this just being three months and our goal is to get it to six or eight somewhere around there once that flavor fully develops so,
0: so. you can put it in a barrel for 22 months and it's not age it's rested um it depends i think the uh youngest age statement
2: anyone would want to put on a bottle is at least two years okay um, that's weird to mm-hmm. me
1: but with gin, you can't put anything.
0: Yeah. As
2: far as gin,
1: aged two years, yeah. you'd have well, to right, rest but it. you have to say rested. But yeah. that's what I'm saying, right. right?
0: Like, it just it makes no it, t- to me that that's 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 a weird time difference. <laughs> like but the it,
1: TTV it, thinks that they're making you not less confused by making this well, distinction, well, right?
0: But yeah, but, no. but I'm saying, but you see what I'm saying, right? Like, what what's the difference between rested for for eighteen months and aged for eighteen months? It's the same. It it's is. the same thing. Yeah. So why? Eh, I don't know. Right. Whatever. Your confusion is the lack of confusion. (laughs) All right. Uh, Where did you score the tequila barrels from? Um,
2: So this was a, a major distillery out of Mexico. Um, called uh Mayorazga okay. or something like that um they 're uh, involved with like you know e j gallo and all those kind of big companies, Heaven Hill, so these are used heaven hill barrels they ship down to Mexico to age tequila in oh jeez yeah, and then we got them back from there, so nice um,
0: thats seems
2: like a good score oh yeah, yeah, yeah it was pretty cool um it 's one of those the boss just sort of dropped in and said, Hey, I bought some tequila barrels, fill them up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, the gin was what we had uh, sort of on hand, and we thought that was a good idea. Yeah. Uh, so that was another fun day, just pouring tequila into different gin blends uh, and seeing which one worked the best.
0: Okay, um, excellent. And so what was the blend that you put in the barrel?
2: Yeah, uh, So this one definitely focuses on citrus and a lot of the flavors we figured were going to age out um or you know just oxidize and change a lot so we kept it fairly simple uh in this blend there so mainly um, we did paradise seed juniper and then lemons and oranges i think there's a little mandarin in this one too uh so just a different slice of the orange um just to get a little more depth there and then uh there's a, a little, lot
0: of little guy from shangdong province in here a little mandarin, a little mandarin. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a really good that's really good mm-hmm. The flavors worked out extraordinarily well. Oh yeah, it's a very complimentary yeah. gin.
1: It's like mm-hmm. a, it's almost like a margarita.
0: Kind of. I mean, like, honestly, yeah, you joke about it, but it's 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 sort of aggressive, but in a good way.
1: Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't mistake it for a margarita, but no, it's got no, those no, no, elements. No. of I would citrus, love if I gave yeah. you
0: a little bit of this gin, <laughs> and you go, "Oh, I love margaritas." Yeah, oh. yeah, that <laughs> on eggs. Is incredible. <laughs> yeah, on eggs. You know, <laughs> yeah, you know, margaritas and stuff. Uh, you know, but you know what I mean about by the aggressive? Yes. It's, it's, it's gin forward, but that tequila barrel, I think again, comes through, accentuates a lot of the botanicals Mm -hmm. and kind of forces it forward. And there's some sweetness in the back that helps with that too. It's, it's, it's almost, I don't know, obtuse in a way, but it works. Mm -hmm. The flavors are there and they're they're competing and normally you don't want competing flavors but i i think with this it works really well.
3: They
1: are very complementary and i'm i'm really surprised that it's still just white. There's not any uh tan hues or anything that i can see for yeah. being
2: in a barrel. Yeah, you can yeah. almost tell that it's off white, you know, not perfectly clear, okay. but I mean maybe that's cuz i know. Um, but yeah, well, once I think
0: fingerprints <laughs> on the glass really. Oh
2: yeah, yeah. I leave my fingerprints <laughs> well, but,
0: everywhere. Yeah, I mean, I guess if you look at the other, well, I guess that Compared has a, a bunch of water ones. in it. But well, has water too. I don't know. Okay. Whatever, dude. It's as good. Okay. Oh yeah.
2: Yeah, and by the third time you're going into a barrel, you know it's lost maybe ninety nine percent of its flavor, uh, wood flavor. At least you know they've stripped out a lot of the color from it, um, but
3: it's still
0: there. There's you, you still get a little bit of that, definitely some sweetness. Oh, definitely, and, yeah,
2: fruitiness on the back end. It really rounds it out too. Compared to uh, we have some samples of this just sitting around in the uh, just in bottles, uh, they be bottled up right before we put it in barrels, uh, just to compare, you know, compare and contrast. Yeah. So yeah, definitely. Uh, got a little roundness to it. It's gonna develop over the next few months. Hoping to release it around July or August to uh, you know, throw into some gin margaritas or something. Yeah, but, yeah.
1: I yeah. think shaking with a little lime juice. Oh yeah, this would be killer. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah, with all the spirits, I'm really just trying to skip steps. People ask me, oh, what do you use this lemon in? You know, what do you make with it? I'm like, yeah. well, you throw an ice cube in it and you're done. You know, you don't have to mix it with anything. Yeah, you
0: know, it's like uh, you're trying to reinvent the canned cocktail, but without. Yeah. All the sugary syrup in the 10%, you know, cap. Yeah, it's for like, the people with a high
2: tolerance,
1: you know. That's right, which is not me. Are you going to synergize the heretic
0: canning line at some point?
2: Oh, yeah, we hope so. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we're trying to come out with some mules and some G&Ts and stuff in uh, in cans.
0: Really? Yeah. Is there a, a, an alcohol limit on those things? Because I, I see a lot of the canned cocktails, and they're like 8 to 10%. Um, Is there legally a limit? Uh,
2: I haven't looked into that too much, but uh, there are some brands where it gives you like a twenty percent, but in a smaller can, so maybe there's oh. just like a proof ounces limit or something like that on there.
0: Okay, hmm. that makes sense. I, I mean, what would a like a twelve ounce can of like a gin and tonic be? Would it be a double? <laughs> like oh, a triple? Right. You know, yeah, what I
1: mean, if it's mixed to normal strength. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's two or three cocktails almost. Yeah, you yeah. don't
0: you don't need that on a boat. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, and then there's a price point.
0: Well, problem two, because then, yeah. then
1: people are going to be like, why am I paying $15 for this one can? Yeah. Well, it's three drinks. Yeah,
2: it's three drinks. Yeah. And if you know, you're know you not trying to pack too much stuff on your boat, you can really <laughs> save a lot of space in <laughs> the cooler. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a, a perfect litmus test. I use that one a lot.
0: That's just a, This is a very good. That's a very good um, concept here. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah,
1: you need to get more tequila barrels. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're
0: looking into it. A- <laughs> <laughs> as you should and uh last but not least what do we have here you said you had, we have a whiskey yes
2: yeah, so this is a whiskey made from some beers uh that the brewery had just lying around i guess um this was one that we were distilling right when i came on uh back in august um, so it's a blend of the shallow grave porter and an imperial stout uh, that they uh didn't want to put into barrels or they ran out of barrels or something like that for it so they handed it over to us um, so it's been aging in a uh, refurbished bourbon barrel for about eight or nine months now.
0: I think my nose is w- wasted right now.
1: Broken? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Still getting tequila?
0: Yeah. I'm like smelling my arm right now. Yeah. Like a, like a like a I don't know autistic Dracula <laughs> right? Like a broken elephant? Yeah. Just, <sighs> <touch behind sighs> Do you even smell you anymore? I get I I no and this is how broken it is. I smell Play-Doh. 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 Hmm. And I know. Your arm? No, in the glass, dum dum. Hey, I don't know what you do at home. Uh, Alice is too young for Play-Doh. She would just eat it. Oh really? There's
1: an age limit to Play-Doh.
0: I mean, I yeah. I mean, she would look. Trust me, if I gave her Play-Doh, because Play-Doh smells real good. I'm not gonna lie. Oh, in the mouth it goes, dude. Mm, Paper. Uh, metal, she's a big fan of metal Metal. objects, like, uh, she has this little wind-up toy, like a little wind-up monkey with the symbols. Oh, yeah, Uh uh-huh. In the mouth. The whole monkey? (laughs) No, well, just the symbols. (laughs) Oh. That's it. Huh. The clip from her, um, that's my daughter, Malcolm, don't worry about it, uh, from her, uh, pacifier, which, she's never really a pacifier, baby, but she likes just to play with the string. Really, what she likes to do is she flips it around and then she eats the clip and she just sucks on like the clip. She's huh. weird. I've got some
1: craft beer for her to drink though. <laughs> yeah, she but likes that middle flavor. Yeah.
0: Anyway, I get I get I get a, the Play-Doh thing and and it's not a bad thing. It's just that's what that's how I know that I'm I'm my meter is redlined somewhere. <laughs> yeah, we so were, what uh, do you guys smell? Cuz I can I can't figure it out. I'm getting a lot of butterscotch
2: from this one. Yeah.
0: God, that is so not what I can't. Yeah, I get... Oh, yeah, I mean yellow Play-Doh. Got it, butterscotch, right. Right. All right, we're we're on there now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I get uh, butterscotch with uh, not charred wood, but like light toast to me.
2: Yeah, the oak is still Hmm. really mild in this one.
1: But you said it was put into a barrel
2: six months ago? Yeah, I think six months ago. Okay. Yeah.
1: Because it's just a light tan color. It's not what you'd expect out of a... A whiskey you'd see on a shelf oh yeah Yeah. definitely
2: not and uh, we're expecting a lot of these barrels to go for four to five years maybe six okay um yeah we're really not releasing them until they're ready Um, and uh we definitely have some of the most discerning palates in there with jamil and some other folks so absolutely they're never going to let us put out a a product that's not quite ready
0: this uh, definitely has a lot more alcohol bite than the other ones yeah
2: this one uh, is packaged at 99.9 proof wow Um, yeah yeah just under the uh, limit where our tax doubles Okay,
0: it's <laughs> weird how that works out,
2: right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And when you turn the bottle over, it says six six six, which kind of beats a whole heretic thing. That's true. Uh, That's true. Crazy
0: maniacal guy. Man, I, you know what? I tasted it, and I and I I can't taste anything. Nothing. Well, n- not not any. Just pff, the turn Warren off. It's the Malcolm <laughs> and Jason show right now. Oh, perfect. Warren's way too literal. Hey
3: guys,
0: I'm still, still here. Too, stop being literal. Okay. So, what's
2: your favorite color of Play-Doh, though? Like, do they have different flavors? Or is it like a no, it's all situation? The same.
0: <laughs> it's all the same. Yeah. Now scented markers. It was the red, or no? It was the blueberry one. That was that was the Oof. one to sniff.
2: Okay, just like Gatorade. It's true. Blue Gatorade's the worst.
0: Now are you talking about blue cherry or glacier freeze? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I can I can taste uh, some of the wood, like a medium toast. Mm-hmm. You know, at the end of its char, right or whatever char usefulness. I get some sweetness from the malt but it just tastes like play-doh and i don't know i don't know why
3: hmm.
0: i don't know either i'm glad mm. you guys don't get it and so i'm definitely saying that it's me something's wrong with me personally <laughs> how, mentally lingually i guess how many pints of play-doh did you eat before four the show? man i have a problem <laughs> I skip lunch. Yeah, I eat uh, cornstarch and I eat Play-Doh. This is the no. thing. in uh, seat cushions. I eat cushions. Um, sometimes <laughs> well, light bulbs. I'd, whatever.
2: Zippers are great. Yeah, it's I important get... to expand your palate and, you know, just get you know get more vocabulary in there so you can describe things and relate to people. Right. So, yeah, that's research. That well, see, it's going
0: away now. Here, let me drink oh. more tea. Let me drink more of this tea.
2: Well, and maybe uh, proof it down because this is almost 100 proof.
1: So you, okay, uh, let me do that.
2: That's a good That's a good idea. Man.
1: What uh, proof does this go into the barrel? Because you said this is bottled at 99.9.
2: Yeah, this one was in the barrel at 110. Uh, so, you know, a little bit on the lower side, so it can get a little bit more of the sweetness out of it. The uh, porter whiskey itself has a lot of, like, caramel and stuff like that when it's fresh off of the still. So we wanted to keep that sweetness going. Um, and we have another barrel of the same mash um, in a barrel at, I think, 120 or something like that. So...
0: I'm getting it. I'm getting it now. It, it, it didn't change the aroma too much, but um I feel like I can taste a, a porter somewhere in there. I can mm, feel like I can taste a little residual roasted grains. Yeah. Mm. So uh that's pretty good. Welcome back. Thank you. I'm I'm better now. <laughs> yeah. I I am Apollo 11. I'm the mm. Apollo 11 of podcasting. Mm.
1: I only saw 13.
0: No, oh, is it 13 or is it 11 that had the problem?
1: 13 had Tom Hanks in it.
0: <laughs> well, <laughs> goddamn!
1: Sorry, too little. Walt
0: Disney went to the moon. <laughs> <I understand. laughs> yeah. Dude, he's playing Mr. Rogers in the Who? Mr. Rogers movie. Tom Hanks.
1: I thought they already did a Mr. Rogers
0: movie. No, they're doing another one, dude, and, and it stars Tom Hanks. And I can't, I can't wait. Oh yeah, yeah. I love it's Mr. pretty Rogers. good. Yeah.
1: Is he going to be on a desert island with a volleyball? I, Mr. Rogers. I hope
0: so. I'll tell you that right now.
1: And so this is six months old. How much has it changed in the six
2: months? Uh, A good amount, really. Um, So that barrel really added a lot of butterscotch that we didn't have before. Oh. Um, Yeah, so it kind of transformed that caramel flavor a little bit uh, to go that way. And it's got a good amount of tannin as well. Um, So as it sits in the barrel, like acids sort of go down, and you get more esters and aldehydes and stuff coming out too. So it's definitely a lot smoother than it was. So uh, Hmm. it's uh, aging pretty nicely so far, but probably needs two to three years maybe. Six or seven. Okay. Uh, Maybe. Wow. Maybe bottle it when I retire.
0: (laughs) Would you mind uh, pouring some of that, Warren? Do we have more glasses left?
1: Right. We used all the glasses. Oh, we used all the glasses. That's what happens when you share with Beverly. We run out of glasses.
0: Oh, that's true. (laughs)
1: She's still eating in the corner.
0: (laughs) She is still eating in the corner. Well, I want to share this. uh,
1: I mean, I have a glass here.
0: You have a glass. That rum is good. I want to share it with you guys, but we don't have any more glasses.
1: Well, you could rinse out a glass with some water, and then. Oh, Warren. And then hydrate, or just dump it out.
0: All right. Well, look, I'll cut all this out of the pot anyway. Oh. It's fine. Let's do. Let's pour that one out.
1: Sorry, Nate, in the chat.
0: <laughs> and guest two seven two. Oh right, not to be confused with guest two two seven. I would never. Do which that. was a great television show.
1: Guess 227?
0: Two, two, no, 227.
1: Some, some British show that I've never no. seen? No. Oh, my God, dude.
0: 227. Well, you're too young for 227. No, it was like a, a stoop. It was like a... <laughs> okay. 227, dude. Just, the you know stoop what? stoop also. Warren.
1: I mean, if it's not like Breaking Bad you or... You take the
0: fun out of literally everything. Barney. Nothing is fun with you. <laughs> Here. I'm trying Malcolm. to help you enjoy the rest of your life. Though. Drink some of that. It's about perspective.
2: It's weird. This oh. rum says gin on it.
0: Don't worry about <laughs> it. It's perfectly legal, bottled in bond or so, whatever the new term so is. So, as
2: literal as I am,
1: Jason is the antithesis of literal. That's
0: right. I'm going to shoot you in the face. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm going to give you $100. Why are you looking, <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, okay. So, all right. Rinsed out a glass. Try some of this. Uh, so this is a rum. This not is a made rum by Heretic <clears throat> Distillery. This is just as true. This is Kirk and Sweeney. It's a twenty-three year old Dominican rum. I, like I said, I got it for Christmas. Mm. I just thought I would want to share it with you guys. Oh. <laughs> Get your thoughts on it. You know. Okay. I think I have their eighteen year at home.
1: Okay, I've had one of their younger years. I don't remember which number. Oh. <laughs> Bev's back.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Drinking more seltzer water. You want to try some of this rum, Bev? No, All right. It's extraordinarily smooth. And okay. the only reason I really I, I bring it up, I guess, is because we always talk about Well, I always talk about rum being very, very good and if you want to get into rum, especially rums that taste mm. sorta of like bourbon but without a lot of that heat. Aged rums are extraordinarily affordable. Yeah. They're almost too affordable. I'm gonna be All honest them. with you right now,
2: yeah. For the age, yes. Yeah. I thought they mislabeled it on the shelf.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. Right. It's is so basically. I'm looking online right now, and there you can buy this for anywhere from thirty nine dollars to sixty dollars. Okay. So depending on where you get it from, is a
1: twenty three the reference to the years? Yeah, yeah. It's a twenty
0: three year old rum. Whoa. Dominican rum. You can buy it from Total Wine right now. I won't tell you the price, but uh, you know, look, man. Wow. Oh yeah, fifty bucks. It's a fifty dollar bottle of rum. Twenty three years old. And it's it's incredibly smooth, very, very complex, a lot of toffee. Yeah. Um light roast coffee even, you know, in there too. But it's good so stuff.
1: Is it is it eighty proof? Is it the kind of standard stuff? I
0: don't remember. Oh, I right. think so. I, I don't okay. know, man. I just uh I just closed out of it, but
1: because um, I recently had a rum from Clement, which I think is yeah, a, yeah. a Martinique rum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah And I forget what That's the good actual stuff. name is, but it was it's their four year old Uh, rum. Okay. And it's aged in a mix of new oak and uh, ex-bourbon barrels. And so you get kind of an interesting balance.
0: Clement does a lot of funky stuff. I have their uh, I had some of their agricole, their Martinique. Mm -hmm. Uh, That stuff is so good. Oh yeah. Even their white too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, The agricole white like straight up. Yeah. Uh, Yes, this is uh, 40% 80 proof.
1: Okay. Wow, that is really smooth.
0: It's cool, right? Yeah. Well, anyway, there you go. Thank you for sharing. (laughs) Hey, man. Thank you. You know what? You're welcome.
1: And I I expect to get the check uh, that we split equally from Kirk and Sweeney. (laughs) (laughs) That's true.
0: Uh, That's right. Unpaid advertising here on Heads and Tails. That's what we're all about. If you want to unpaid advertise. No. If you want to be on the show, if you have a distillery, if you are a distiller for some reason and you're listening to this weird gobbledygook, or if you're a fan of a certain distillery, please... Uh, send an email to Warren at the Brewing no. com. No, Beardy. Beardy. At The Brewing Network. Or JP at the yeah. Brewing com, And we will get in touch with them, and hopefully they'll want to be interviewed at night, which apparently not a lot of people want to do.
1: No, it's, it's hard to find distillers that uh, stay up past 5 p.m.
0: <laughs> well, if, we're, if, if Malcolm is, is uh, any sort of like litmus test for that, it's because they're drinking at 8 in the morning.
1: That's true, right? They're passed out. Yeah, yeah. right. Okay. Like, I can't
0: I can't even be coherent, yeah. bro. Or, or I'm still at work until 11 p.m.
3: <laughs> I just don't have time to think. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, that's true. Malcolm, I appreciate very much for coming in, coming all the way out here from Fairfield, bringing all these spirits. Uh, does Does the distillery have a separate website?
2: Uh, no, the distillery is on the same website at heritagebrewing.com. Uh, we're on Instagram at Heretic Brewing as well. Uh, and we're launching, I think, a Heretic Distillery Instagram. We'll see about that one. Yeah, you definitely um, should. Yeah, but yeah. we're uh, open Fridays and Saturdays now in the tasting room from 3 to 7. Awesome. So kind of short hours, but stop on by if you're local.
0: Absolutely. And they got great burgers. Yeah. I'll tell you that right now. And you if you want to leave
1: us a five-star review on iTunes, please go there. If you want to leave a four-star, okay, fine. Three, keep it to yourself.
0: Right. If you want to leave us a three-star review on <laughs> iTunes, don't go there and do it. Right. Do it on Amazon.com. Please. Right. <laughs> Thank you very much. All right, everybody. Thanks a lot for tuning in. This has been Heads and Tails. You've been hearing from Heretic Distillery. And, uh, you know, we'll talk to you later.
3: bye